Hello, welcome to Local Revive Podcast, uh, episode two. I'm Diego Rico. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Phil. And I'm Ruben Gonzalez with the Lemon Monkey Industries. Awesome. We're, today we're talking to Ruben <laughs> um, about just creating stuff and being part of Phoenix. Uh, Ruben, you're a little bit almost like a little local celebrity almost. <laughs> I don't know. I know you probably don't admit that, but I know that. Uh, I'm not from Phoenix, and ever since I've met you, I somehow end up in the shop, like almost <laughs> on a six-month, <laughs> I think it's about almost every six months we see each other, and yeah. I'm here checking something out, asking you about something, interviewing about something, yeah. uh, so we decided, hey, why not have Ruben come on and talk a little bit about what he does. Um, the first thing we're going to do is what we typically do is we're just going to talk each other about what we're, what we're into at the moment. Okay. Um, Phil, right now, you want, we're talking about music. Um, and I guess some people listen to music, some people don't. Uh, I just started listening to the... Yeah, I know. I, I know people who don't listen to music, who don't care about music. Like, they're just... They, I find that so strange. To, yeah. Would you By, agree, Ruben? It's absolutely strange. It's history in music. Like right? You're an idiot if you don't listen to it. And I know people I who know. just don't care. Like, they listen to it, but they're like, how, what, what band are you into? Like, oh, uh, I mean, whatever. I'm like, how... how like, for, for me and Phil had this conversation recently about, uh, like the music is the background to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, right. No matter what, you know what 100%. I mean? There's a song for every story, and right. everything can be played out in a song. Right. Like, everything. Your life can be literally played out song by song by song from birth to where you're at right, right now. A lot of times I'll remember something like in my life from a song that I heard, right. and like I'll remember smells. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of smells? Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know about the lonely smell of my bedroom. <laughs> it's quietly it's weeping <laughs> to Morrissey. <laughs> you don't want to know about those dark days, Chris. <laughs> it's funny though, because like you know, you get older and you start to associate you know that music with those different times in your life, though too. Which you know, when you're younger, you just you're you're just taking everything, but then you know right. that one song comes. And you're like, oh, it's so broke, whatever. And I'm gonna, so right? To music, uh, <laughs> that chick was crazy, or whatever. It was, you know? Yeah, it's always weird to be connected like that. Chris, yeah. are you a person who doesn't listen to music? No, I do listen uh, to a lot of. Do music. you care music about music? Do I care about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's something important to you? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah have you yeah. Have you met somebody who was just like, like, have you, like <laughs> I was saying before, who was just like, oh, what do you listen to? I mean, whatever's on the radio. Yeah, uh, I've met a lot of people. That's how my like girlfriend that. is. Oh, it's the worst, isn't it? It's <laughs> like I know. Songs. I'm sorry, she doesn't tell like that. You know, <laughs> Too late. Like, you're, that's your impression really of her and sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the new artist. That's all it is. But I like that. It's just, I'm just like, why are we together? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's getting married I'm soon. Joking, I'm joking. It's all kind of good. I love you, babe. <laughs> I love you. Go, my heart. Oh, my Except for music. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, lately, like the, the album that I listened to lately, um, and I have to maybe talk a little about this, and Ruben, for sure, you, I'm sure you can give inside about this. Um, <coughs> listening to hip hop, I'm 34. I, this album came out, Kendrick Lamar. I freaking love it. It's amazing. It has a little bit of like 90s hip hop to it. Have, oh, you, have you listened that. to it at all? I haven't. Uh, it's really, really awesome. The strange thing here's what I, I like to music, listen to music with my windows down. Sometimes I feel weird being 34. <laughs> like office space. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Lock your door. Especially something. Oh. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar's got some like real like he's a really <laughs> smart dude and he's nice got really thing. great li- lyrics. But there's a lot of like it's a little thuggish, a t- tiny bit, he tiny bit. So sick. Like, oh, I mean, it's so funny hearing your because like, oh, this stuff is so cool, guys. Yeah, yeah. I love Kendrick Lamar though. <laughs> that album is amazing. But I 
feel weird sometimes. I like, like yeah, I'm, I'm listening to music. Okay, I'm listening to hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same effect. I listen to everything. Yeah. Um, but I listen to country a lot. Be- Do you? Be- yeah, randomly because they don't play a lot of the same songs over and over and over. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Um, so I can go a whole day and not hear the same song, which is great. But I'll be in my truck, like pulling up in my Volkswagen. Yeah. And the car will come up next to me, and I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> I know what I look like. And yeah. Like, like, that dude is lying right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> For everybody, so people who can't see Ruben, <laughs> go to Facebook, okay, look so up 11 the Monkey Industries, and you'd be like, this dude does not listen to country music. Yeah. He's lying. I do. I can line dance, too. He's got a Shit. big old tattoo on his neck. I, I can two-step with the best of them. And that's the weird thing about it, though, because I'm not from here. So, like, what, like, when you think about Phoenix, like, what's the yeah, music that's good, kind of associated point. with, like, the, the local? I mean, is it a country place? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it more metal? Like, what's the... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm native here, born and raised, and so for me, it was more of an alternative thing growing up um, an alternative and underground hip-hop the hip-hop scene here was super vibrant and really live since I can remember really yeah it's just always been really big but it's also one of those things if you knew you knew if you did it you didn't and even to today like I don't consider a lot of stuff on the radio that's playing rap I don't consider some of it hip-hop because it's not it's entertainment industry style music then you go to these local venues and you have these kids freestyling still like doing cyphers doing all this shit and that is Kind of back to the roots of it. Yeah, that's yeah, going back to be. a lot of what it was. You know, they're talking about their lives, their struggles, yeah. their ups, their downs, mm-hmm. not money, bitches, and hoes. <laughs> What's wrong with that, Ruben? That. No. <laughs> it's just annoying. When you don't every... like money, bitches, or hoes? You don't like... No. <laughs> <laughs> The funny party probably doesn't. <laughs> on all three of those. I like, on all three I'm, levels. On all three I'm like, levels. I'm like, two, I'm like money and bitches. I don't know about the host. Like oh my god. No, it's just no, nowadays. Dangerous. Nowadays. The hosts sound dangerous. The money and the. Nowadays, like every song, it's been very. They might be singing the same different things, but when it comes down to it, they're all talking about the same yeah. scenario. They're not talking about like Wu Tang growing up on the corners, yeah. being shot at drive-bys coming yeah. by you just saw your friend get shot and you're mm-hmm. you're struggling to help yeah. figure this out and like help your friends get through it the hip-hop is not like that anymore well yeah. rap is is isn't like that yeah. it's different that's awesome. what I like about the new Kendrick Lamar he does talk about stuff yeah. like that he has a great song about uh, he's made it right and he's driving up to his brand new car and he's feeling really like excited like oh I made it I got my brand new car and this bum comes and asks him for a dollar and he ignores him and gets in his car and then he writes this whole song about oh it. yeah, yeah you ever heard that okay, one? Okay, yeah. See, and that I was like, with those, I was like, that's this is like a, a really good, like he speaks to a lot of levels, not just like right. the money bitches and hoes. I haven't heard this any of his songs. They're me, great. To be honest. <laughs> They're great. You know, people always talk about him like he's an next coming guy though, but. You know, like, you have to relate for a second, though, like, because if you think about Jay-Z, like, yeah. I mean, he's what everyone kind of yeah. always, like, relates to, like, New York hip-hop and yeah. stuff like that. But although, like, the guy's been so rich and so famous for so, so long, long yeah. like, it's, I mean, how do you maintain that connection? Yeah. I think at some point you you don't. I think you do lose it if you're not still in it. Like, I mean, the only one that I can still, the two are Tupac and Biggie Smalls. They were rich and famous, and they were phenomenally known all over the world. But they died already, they still, though. Yeah, but they still it's live that life yeah. of... They knew, like, Biggie Small's songs, you know, he knows what we have money, we have fortune, I'm mm-hmm. paying for my mom to go here, go there, yeah, get her yeah, hair yeah. done. Um, the money didn't change them. They still, which, it just gave them a better way to live, but they mm. still expressed the living of a hard yeah. life. Right, right. Um, whereas, yeah. 
Whereas with Jay Z, he's yeah. talking about driving around in his fancy cars yeah, yeah, and wearing yeah. his rings and then getting beat up by his girlfriend. Well, that's the big thing. About, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the big thing about art, though, too, because you could tell the reasons. You know, some people want to do it because they want to make millions. Yeah, of right. Stuff. The or drive. People yeah. still have right. that message that they're trying to right. get out there, and mm. I think if you know, with with, with you know, some of those people who do, who like normally have that message. I mean, how do you? maintain that 20 years from now if you're just yeah. like well I got my money right? I got my car I right. got my, 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 my label my industry right. or whatever it is I think the thing with that is some of these artists that did make it that did become more phenomenal at what they're doing was how they gave back yeah. they might not live that world anymore they might not be on the streets hustling whatever which is it's fine different. and yeah. they're still producing music which is a little bit different but they're still at heart with it mm-hmm. but it's how they give back that's right true. Wow, so that's they true. can open you know some of these artists do nonprofit stuff they yeah. do help kids get off the street get out of gangs join groups dance like putting them places with money they have that these kids right. would have had right. you know sure. that i think that's a, a huge difference i don't know if jay-z does any of that yeah. stuff i'm not yeah, sure but that's, that's how i feel like they can still connect you can be rich and famous all day long, sure. but remember how you got there, right. because we're the ones that mm-hmm. potentially put you there. Right. We bought your album. Still put you there. Yeah, yeah. Put you we're in still that car. putting you there. Mm-hmm. So just give back a little. It's not going to kill you. It's probably a tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that segues perfectly into like what you're about, what, Ru- what the Ruben brand, I get the 11th monthly <laughs> brand is all about. Um, in fact, we're sitting in your store right now with uh, a bunch of clothes. Like some of it's yours, awesome, some of it's by not. The way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. I feel really cool right now sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of this isn't yours. It's just people who are in Phoenix. Like, uh, what is our State 48s in here? State Go 40. ahead and name the people who are in. Um, well, so we have a State 48, and we have Project Phoenix. Project Phoenix is a new line that just kind of came to us two months ago. But the concept of the store is to create local fashion wear um, or just create small product of almost anything that is attired to your lifestyle, whether it's clothing, bicycles, furniture, fixtures kind of deal. Um, but do it locally and source it locally and hand make all of it. Right. Um, we, I was raised in a tire shop growing up my half of my life. So I saw what it was like to work hard and give back to what you're doing. So when we started to do th- when I started to do this, I always wanted to not ever have to like go to China or just outsource the work that we're doing because you potentially are losing those tax dollars for your city. Right. Um, and if you keep it local, it helps your state. It's hopefully overall supposed to bring down taxes at some point when everyone stays local right. versus outsourcing. But it shows a, communi- a community of network mm-hmm. through people that are around here. And you start to see this balance of you shop it here at Jobot, they come here and buy clothes. You go here and print these guys' business cards, they bring you pizza. Like, right. You start seeing this network behind the scenes that nobody ever sees when you're a small business right. owner, um, and how we all keep each other afloat. Yeah, and connecting um, a face. I think the most important like, connecting a face to a thing. You right. know what I mean? Like Joe like, is a person. Like it's a, a, yeah. yeah, it's is John. You know who yeah, this, yeah, you know exactly. who these people are, yeah, yeah. Um, and they remember you, which is rad. Yeah. You go into Walmart, and Starbucks. Unless you're going there every day, yeah. they don't know you. They don't yeah. care. They're just doing their job. Right. It's not a bad thing, and, and I do. There's a balance in it. You do need this corporation stuff to do the small business stuff right. sometimes you need that mcdonald's on the corner to to branch out yeah exactly down. exactly um but yeah so what we do what why we created what we create is we wanted to get people locally involved in their product mm-hmm. we didn't want you to have to, you to just be a designer and then send your stuff out and not see your baby grow right we want you to understand how it works how it goes from your computer your drawing your sketchbook to an actual production that you can hold in your hand and resell back to the community um, we feel like the more that you do this, the more op- the more you become more familiarized about what it is you're making when you're actually, like when you put a concept in your head and you know now how it's done, you know how now to, to design a little bit better to right. make it more efficient. 
to make it work better for the client that you're trying to sell right. this to. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say you can't make everything because you kind of can. It's crazy. You can <laughs> if you're Ruben, you can. You can print, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this whole, this whole shop we're seeing right now is your hands, like legitimately. Like the, yeah. the stuff that's the clothing rack. Like, <laughs> I encourage anybody who listens to this, come just to see the clothing racks in themselves. I'm <laughs> pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always been a thing just to make sure, you know, our clothing fits the aesthetic of the shop or the right. shop fits the aesthetic of the clothing. We want people to walk in here and and feel extremely comfortable when right. they walk. It's on like to me. This is like a living room setting. So yeah. there's just a lot of clothes. <laughs> if you if you were to take all the clothes off these racks, you could put candles up. You yeah. could put a stereo system. Yeah. I mean, you could put a couch in here and just hang out. Yeah. Um, it's very important to me to showcase. We're not just a clothing shop. We're not just a bicycle shop. There's a lot of love behind what we do. Right. And instead of going to some furniture fixture store yeah. and buying those racks that are chrome and gold yeah. or whatever. We want people to see that we're passionate about what we do from every single nut and bolt mm -hmm. to the hangers to what's going on um, on the shelf. We want you to understand that it's from our hands to our hands. Right. Literally, everything in the shop is made in the shop, right. except for the cotton. We don't have a cotton field. But, <laughs> but, the, but everything else is bought locally. Clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big old loom. Just yeah, like, we don't tell people about people it. People cry. Yeah, a basement. A basement. Everything is great except there's a sweatshop in the bottom. Don't yeah. go down. <laughs> it's all local. Though. It's all local yeah. though. They're and local we, sweatshop kids. We only feed them McDonald's. It's right. no. uh, <laughs> uh, this actually transitions to something that uh, we were talking about that we wanted for sure, and especially for you to talk about um, is the greenhouse that just that just came down. Oh, that's fucking and, uh, Yeah, yeah, um, and the, I read about it and they read about it on the internet, but I feel like you probably know them and probably have a better. I knew, feeling of, of what's going on about it. I knew Cole um, and her partner. Let, let me set it up. Just I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me set it up for those people who don't know. Like, uh, there's a really cool. It's called Greenhouse, but it used to be called Green Lounge, right? Uh, I believe it was a Green Lounge. Green um, Lounge. It might have. God. Cat Lounge. Cat Lounge. It was. I was just yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, um, it was. Too, I can't remember the old name. But it, it's like a <clears throat> local. It was a Phoenix like mainstay almost. It was on from, Roosevelt. Yeah, it was on Roosevelt Rose, uh, 222. Um, I don't know all the history of it, right. but what I know is that for Phoenix and for the gay scene or the tranny, uh -huh. the uh, the drag scene, or whatnot, it was one of the first tranny bars in Arizona. Um, and from what I've been told too, there's a, there's another building right next door mm -hmm. called the dressing room. Right. That's where people used to go and do all the changing. Oh, for from the drag queen shows. Male to female, and then they would go into the bar. Really. Yeah. That's and interesting. Do their thing. Right. Um, so it's got definite significant value on that part, but there's also a mural that was in this building that was painted by Degrassi. Yeah. Um, and the story that I was told behind it was he, back then he was just a starving artist. Um, so he would go in there and hang out, but to pay for his bar tab, he started painting this mural. Yeah. Um, and it's just this huge phenomenal mural. It's, it's big. Well, it was big. Um, just over the course of his time going into this establishment yeah. until it got closed down. Uh, and then the property went dormant for a while. I don't think it was anything for a while after that. And then Greenhouse came in and revitalized it, kept the mural intact did their stuff that they did, which yeah. was like a market of antiques and locally made good stuff. Really beautiful little shop. Really, it was, a, it it was, was like a, like if you drove, if you were not from here, like when I first moved out here, uh, I would look at that place and be like, that's beautiful. If that's what Phoenix is about, then they're getting it. And then what is sad is they knocked it down, what was it, two? Just a couple days. Just a couple days ago. Um, John from, John who we just had in the podcast last, uh, went and got some bricks from it. Yeah, yeah I yeah, saw that. Yeah, right. yeah uh, I got, I got um, a few of them. I actually got, one of the guys that was at Modified um, went in 
and he got some of the actual mural bureau books. Right. Oh, cool. So I got one of them, which oh, is really you? cool. Yeah, oh, and nice. you can tell, like, the greens are different. Yeah. Um, but there was also plaster inside, so yeah. the one I got is, like, a part of the woman's head, and oh, you can cool. see the hair. Cool. Um, it's just the history that's gone, and sadly, people down there don't fucking care. It's weird because it's... Yeah. What's weird about that, in my opinion, is that it's, like, there's this focus to make Roosevelt Row a cool place to hang out, yeah, you're, you're tearing it down to build new stuff, but you're tearing down the part that made it cool. Yeah. And, and it almost, it's strange in that sense. Um, and I, I, I was like reading the background about it, and I guess there's a, a really luxury apartments going in, right? It's called Illuminati or something like that. That are going there? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole reason why that I thing is... They build ugly cookie cutter. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, it's really bad. Um, and I, it, again, I get it. Like, we build something that people like. Yeah. I've been doing this in this area while well, I was over there for about six years just on the tables on yeah. the streets doing this stuff and we made something that was cool yeah you know cultured um, we brought a culture to people and brought it to light that yeah people could actually see this and enjoy it and have fun and now they're taking it away from us um, and it happens it's shitty it sucks but there's ways to go about it and doing it the right way right and there's ways to go in about it and just forcefully pushing us out and I'm sorry you pushed us out. I'm never going to support whatever goes right. in there. Right. That's ever. the weird part about it. Like, you, like, oh, thanks for making us now get out of our way. Right. Kind of a weird thing. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. Especially since it was it, it, it's, it was such a depraved area before. Like, like, it was thuggish. Like, it was, you, they wouldn't deliver pizza there. Right. It was bad. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah. You could not get a pizza there. Like, nope. And that wasn't that long ago either. No, I mean, probably within the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and artists, you know, thank, thankfully, these people back then went in and did stuff like Kimber yeah. Langing they did the uh, modified arts yeah. um, local first she came in and helped she was one of the first galleries down there yeah. that I was aware of yeah. when it was still bad but doing it showing it that you can change the space right. make it better make it more vibrant turn it into a life that it never had which is what they did but now everyone's getting pushed out that's why I feel like it's changed so much because I've only been here eight years now and um, obviously I'm not from here so I don't have the kind of connection that you know that you know people who grow up here have though but it's going to be the same thing with everything else because I feel like there's a ton of everybody else coming East Coast people yeah. California people coming with money yeah. and they want to invest yeah. and, but of course they have no they have no loyalty to these places so like well I'll just knock it down I'll build a they have no connection business. to it yeah, I'll yeah. build my dream which has nothing to do with local Phoenix in the area that yeah age. Like, I understand growth. The growth has to happen. Yeah, it's got to happen. But yeah. they, they should have worked around that well, somehow. Yeah. And there's something, there is some buildings down there that don't have any historical value yeah. or any yeah, history ahead, to them. Go for it, yeah. Go to there. Why can't you just go to yeah. that spot? Yeah. Why is there's this one lots. so important? Yeah. There's yeah. En- literally empty lots. I mean, I understand that corner's pretty legit, right? right. But um, there are, there's literally, like, next, uh, I have, like, you can walk. There's an empty lot. You yeah, I mean? right behind it is an empty, empty lot. lot. Like, yeah. Come, what's, why couldn't you just buy that one? Or know? just keep the wall. <clears throat> like, how awesome is it to have a building with that? And even the Three Birds mural on the outside. Like, there is, there's no reason. You could have kept that wall and made it part of your whatever, you know? Well, they were given from, I mean, the petition that went around online. I think it was change.org. Yeah, change um, there was petitions of renderings given to the property owners uh-huh. saying... Why would you get rid of this? Instead, these are proposed ideas. Yeah. With your concept, yeah, yeah. keeping this building in here, and still, people are going to be so much more happier about yeah. you. Yeah. And what you, you do. almost just, you'll be celebrated instead yeah. of what instead we're doing of, talking about right now. You it know? obviously came down to money. Oh, of course, yeah, of, course. of course. Well, and the yeah. other thing was, I there was another article where um, the oh, whoever bought the building, I don't know who it was, but whoever bought the building said he would give the building away to yeah. someone but they have to pay to move it yeah so yeah. from what i read there was someone from san carlos hotel has a couple empty lots so yeah. he 
he went and did all the stuff to figure out how much it was going to cost and did all that got everything set to move the building but the people that were going to demo it didn't want to wait three months or something or two oh months. yeah it was two months it was wow. that's what i read on it the was going to take yeah, two, two months, months to move the building and they said no they wanted to demo time, it like, that's what you're doing the money like, like two months is going to really affect that's I, crazy i don't i don't understand yeah. that yeah. like how's it going to affect whatever's well, going to go up people don't care that's what it is I mean, yeah. they have their bottom line they have their contracts in place with all the construction yeah. companies with their, they're not going to with their deadlines for one up. small yeah. little area when yeah. they, they probably have one of like 10-15 different right. projects going at the same time you know? it's so it's, weird it's but that you're banking off that area you're like yeah. the reason you're coming to there because what we did because what you did and if we're not there anymore, who's going to be there? But we can't wait two months. Yeah. We waited. They, you've been building this game for so long. Like you said, 10 years has been weird. It's blah, blah, blah. But two months, can't wait that. Can't wait two more months. Yeah. It's going to go by fast. So interesting. Yeah. So crazy. Um, um, now, the other thing that I want to talk about, because your shop is on, uh, for those people who don't know, it's on Grand. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, let me get your opinion about what's going on down the street with the, um, with the container buildings. I love it. So that's the opposite, right? Sorry. Isn't that interesting? It's like, so you have these people breaking down these luxury apartments. Right down the street, you have something that is actually good. It's a it's already an empty lot. It's been an empty lot for years, um, and they're just revitalizing it with containers. But I'm a fan of containers. Yeah, Not everybody too. is. Yeah. Some people just don't understand them. Can I you think. talk about that a little bit, like what the actual oh, so, concept is? Okay, so you remember when in Tempe, where we drove by my place, and there's that big, nice, like steel, two story. It's not gonna be like that, but um, container house. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so they're right down the street, like not even like walking distance. It's here. yeah, it's maybe a block north of us. Um, they're bringing in prefab shipping container homes, and they're dropping them. It's gonna be two stories. Well, they'll be individual, but two story little sections. Done very well to help bring life back this way. Okay. Um, and they're just like anything you would see, small living dwells. They're they're great. Economic. They're economic. Pretty, I don't think the price really is crazy. Cool. Yeah. Some people are complaining like eight to thousand bucks to live in a box isn't too much, but. It's not. How much? I think it's eight hundred to a thousand bucks. That's about um, what every property goes around here. Though. That's yeah. yeah. That's actually inexpensive. <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah. That's not. And bad. they're gonna be really nice. Yes. Yeah. And it's community based. It's not like a, it. Like I saw the renderings of it, and they're like facing each other. Yeah. Really cool looking things. It'll be good. Are you for, excited that for that? For yeah. Well, I mean, I bought like a two hundred dollar book about containers. I, I just they're phenomenal to me. The fact that these things are almost indestructible when they're built. Yeah. You know, they're made for their sole purpose to send stuff back and forth, and yeah. they're water proof some yeah. most of them are watertight and you can't just it costs more money to destroy them than it does to just repurpose them yeah so why not do that there's cities in london like there's container cities they're yeah. called well, container cities the, they're insane the interesting part about that is i was reading was that um because this is it's also like so repurposed in the sense that united states doesn't ship as much shit out anymore no we keep they we just keep, sit here they, so they come here like Hyundai sends all their cars we don't America doesn't make shit anymore <laughs> so they used to pack that with shit and send it back to wherever they go but we don't make shit anymore so they just like you said they just have cities of just these things just, sitting around yeah and so in the sense we're like okay so let's use these for something yeah and they can be they're stackable they can be placed almost any which way yeah. up down left right that's or what they're vertical they're built horizontal that yeah. they're built that way they'll withstand the storm the only thing you have to worry about is if the fucking earth opens up underneath you, you're fucked. <laughs> you're uh, fucked anyways. You're fucked anyways, yeah. Um, they're virtually indestructible. Yeah. You know, they'll, with, they'll withstand a fire, and if a fire is inside it, it's going to withstand inside it. Like, yeah, whatever's yeah. inside it's going to burn inside it. Yeah, I think you just need to, like, insulate it. I think that's what they were saying. You just need yeah. to insulate it. So, well, sure. Yeah, of course. And, they, yeah. Do, and they do. They're, they're going to be... <laughs> in my aspect, it's almost like a really fancy trailer home. Right. Yeah. I right. Have, I have a silly question. They put windows and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, like, envisioning this, like, really, like, cool 
bunker. But, um, <laughs> I thought it's yeah. Could be. Bunker, yeah. I've seen, bat cave. I've seen some that like blow away most homes of it. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fish, it's a modern, big, yeah. Like, just the way you can clean, stretch them and, yeah. and just move them. There, even uh, in my book, there's a couple of houses that have them as pools. They just dug oh, the hole out, dropped it, oh, in, no put shit. the liner, and it's Boom, a pool. pool. Wow. Like, that's freaking rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there are so many different things you can do. Another person did, um, like, half of it's in the ground. The top of it is all, it looks, you wouldn't see it if you're walking through. It looks like it's part of this forest. Right. Um, but then you go around, and everything, like, opens up, and stuff extends out. It's oh, that's awesome. gorgeous. Yeah. So with that price point, though, I mean, who's, who's like, you know, I guess the type of people that's going to move into a place like this usually? I mean, is it, is I'm it, not, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I hopefully... It's artists. It's going to be artists, <laughs> it, but it is not, a little... It's, it's not that cheap where, like, it's a, not. you know, like, no, I'm no, out of college. This is like just, me and you, though. Like, it's not that cheap. Early 30s, like, yeah. looking for a cool place to live. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. They're yeah. trying to hit a market of people that want to live somewhere cool, cool, that are cool, that are cool, that are but be in an area that they want to be in and not be stuck in a, yeah. an apartment, yeah, yeah, you know, $1,200 studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scottsdale studio that like, I would yeah. check out. They're like, it's $1,100 and that comes no, with nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, it's a studio. <laughs> just from what I read online, I mean, the comments go back and forth about people talking so much crap about them. Well, you know what? Don't move into them. What's, what's, yeah. what's the negative? Why, why what's are the you ne- so... I don't understand the negative. That they're containers. Who gives a, a shit? There's a lot of people who hate them and there's a lot of love there's right. like no in between there's, I don't yeah, get so it because do there's don't. nothing yeah. there right now like right. There, it's like I just, I just don't get it because it's just, just another option why why hate well, it's it just the internet being the internet yeah thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true <laughs> it's just it's funny to hear people voice opinions about things they don't like you're not going to move into it so why are you going to yeah. keep bashing it if you're yeah. not moving yeah. into it yeah. I get it if you live in it and you had a terrible experience right right then like yelp you're, whatever right. it is you need to do <laughs> Yelp it. I don't know. Yelp for your container. But container sucks. The, it's, <laughs> that voice too. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. I'm gonna move into there. Right. Also, it's all these people. <laughs> it's it's also people talking about them like, like they've lived in them before. They don't. I yeah. I know. Not, I've probably been studying them on my own just out, out of yeah. fun for eight years. Mm-hmm. And these people are like, you're gonna put a metal box in Arizona. You're an idiot. Like, really, dude? They're not. Yeah. It's not. They're gonna right. be insulated like a house. They're done the proper mm-hmm. way. Yeah. They're nice. They're cool. Right. They, right. they fit. Everything yeah. done them is done energy efficient. Yeah. 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 So it's just people putting out information they don't know. Yeah. And it scares other people. Yeah, right. Right. So then people are like, well, I'm not gonna live in that. Right. Oh my God. You just... have, you, have you seen uh, the Puma store in, uh, in Hollywood? Yeah. It's right. I think it's in Hollywood. I've seen it. Right? Uh, it's Vegas. There's a Puma store. Is Maybe. it Vegas? The, Vegas has this a one whole, moves. Yeah, Vegas has a, a whole mall that's built up in yeah. now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's where, that's when I saw nuts. that, I'm like, I need, they're not, the other thing is people don't know this, the containers aren't expensive. No, no you no, can. No, no. no, yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> price from what, I mean, we live in Arizona, so for us, you can literally find them anywhere from 800 bucks to yeah. 2,000 mm-hmm. bucks, and it varies on the size, yeah. but we're close to a shipping dock. Yeah. Long Beach, you know, we can yeah. get all of them from Long Beach. If you're in the middle of the country, it's going to cost you a little yeah. bit more, because yeah. they're shipping this thing all the way to you. Um, shipping container, shipping and shipping container. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is you buy your property wherever you're at. You have companies make them if you don't want to make them yourself. Yeah. You basically pay to have this Mod Pod built the and then dropped and put over the plumbing and plugged into it. Yeah, the prefabs are really just, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're done. Northern people, I know people in Northern California who are doing it. Um, just buy like just property and then... <laughs> And just stick it there. There's, it there's, a little, it there's a little place. They don't live there, but they go hang out there. Like right. you know, from their house, they go and open. Like you said, it op- the portion is that it opens up Everything and then it closes up. down. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's the cool part is they make them super functional. Like yeah. the walls do come out. It makes yeah. it so a wall that was. 
just the wall, you cut that, put some hinges on it, it can now extend down as a patio yeah. deck or as a roof awning. Yeah. Like there's totally there's hundreds of options for them. Yeah. It's endless. Um, I think they're phenomenal. And I think it's a great thing to happen. We used to have them on Roosevelt Row. There was a sample house yeah, there I remember called that, Upcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it moved to. Um, yeah. It was super cool. Well, I mean, and it's good too, though, because I always think about, you know, like when you think about Arizona and the houses and the yeah. apartments, you do kind of think about that cookie cutter style. Yeah. So it's like anything that kind of break that up. Right. And it's funny, too, because my family's not from here, but whenever they, you, they, like, you even see it, like in movies, references, yeah. they show that, like, that's the suburban neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't show this. House, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's beige. That's yeah. pastel yeah. beige. Yeah. They don't show anything. And that's the other crappy part is there's... When people come to Phoenix that aren't from here and they actually come into Phoenix, they're like, oh, shit, these houses are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. They're Victorian. They're yeah. A-frame. They're brick. Yeah. They're just the, ha- the Havers home? Is that the called? The, ha- the Haver homes? That's like the, yeah. The, those are, like, redone really, yeah, really pretty. Gorgeous. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Like historic. Historic, yeah, yeah, But yeah. you go outside of Phoenix and it's all, they all yeah. look the same. Plug and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They pop up a house, like, every 20 days. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But Phoenix is so beautiful if you actually yeah. come in and take the time to look at right. it. It's definitely a place worth visiting to hang out to see yeah. what kind of life used to be here. Don't come sadly, in don't come in <laughs> sadly though, it's getting demoed. Whatever, it's not yeah. You know, that's the other part though. Sadly, they're these buildings but, that are getting demoed. Yeah, but it's weird though because uh, you know because you can feel the you know that everything's changing a little bit though yeah. in the city because I mean because you know the population is growing so much and 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 I want to know kind of how your take is on that too because kind of like how we spoke about before when you get all these people from all these, all these different cultures coming. And they want to bring their their styles and, and their different yeah. things, you know, into it. But you know, obviously, there's still so much here that they have to offer. So, like, I always kind of felt like Phoenix is kind of like a teenager, a big city. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where they're like, wow, we're like, we're, we're growing, growing, growing. And you yeah. have like established like New York City, yeah. you have LA. We're yeah. a baby yeah. city compared yeah, yeah. to everyone. Um, that's what I do love about Phoenix is, if you're going to New York or LA, you know what you're going there for. Yeah, you, like they already have their their stuff. In Arizona, we don't have it, and I don't think we'll ever will. And I kind of like that. It's a city oh, that's that, I never a, thought about like that. It, never like it being okay to not. It's have okay it. to not. Yeah. We don't need anything like that because what we have is already f- pretty phenomenal. You can come here and start a business, become yeah. a writer, do movies, do yeah. whatever it is you want to do. You can yeah. do it here. And the best part about it, to me, what I like is you can fail here and do it yeah. again. Yeah. Do it again. Uh, yeah. Do it again. If you fail in New York or in LA, you're you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're done. You got, they're gonna, you got maybe two shots at it. Yeah, and then cities. they're going to yeah. kick your ass yeah. out or like, you're just yeah, going to beat yourself up. We saw your shit it sucked not again. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he, he, like that's a great example of what you're just saying because the I came from like I said Huntington Beach and when I came out here, I just felt like everybody was so welcoming. Right. And I do video, I do film and I came out here and uh, coming from Huntington Beach where if I show up at a park and I put my camera up and I film like <laughs> doing an interview just I'm just gorilla. It's a park ranger knows to come to me and say, "Did you pay your fees?" Right. Uh, who? What the fuck? How do you know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You come here, I, and I was shooting in downtown and something, and uh, I was like, "Man, I need to get on top of that building." And my uh, my film guy Kyle is like, "We need to get up there. It would be a great shot." I go into uh, what's it called, Hanny's uh-huh. pizza place, which is really nice. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, and I'm used to like having to be put the charm on. Which Hanny's is a great example of revitalization. Yeah, it was a clothing department store of all high end products. It's, it's super phenomenal. cool inside of it. Yeah. You go in now, and yeah. there's a DJ playing dope ass hip hop, like real hip hop. And you dress up to go there. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. You can be fancier. You, you can, can walk dress, in yeah. in shorts and stuff. Yeah. Like, it doesn't That's matter. Awesome. And they and let it's me go. Phenomenal restaurant. They're like, yeah, get on top of the building. They're like, here the. The, the bartender came out from the thing opened the elevator he's like okay so you go up there open the door and when you get out just hit this button you can come down nice. I'm like do I have to like usually I'm like Mr. like tap dancing right. like oh whoa, what do you want no. from us like, and then he's like no when you get done cool right. so this is amazing yeah 
that yeah. welcoming feeling of being able to do something here, right. it, the opportunities are, are, people don't know about it as much. Yeah, I think. again, it's, it's a very open, I feel like Phoenix is a very open, open arm city for people to come here to try and experiment, to yeah. do what it is they want to do. And it's a great, like again, it's a great place to fail and understand what you're good at and understand yeah. what you're bad at. Right. Um, it's just, it works really well. It's yeah. Like, Phoenix is, I don't know, it's, it's, there's something weird about Phoenix that does drive people here yeah. for this reason. Um, some of them don't stay, but yeah. the majority that do are the ones that are making a huge difference. Yeah. Um, In fact, that transition is something I wanted to talk to you about. Well, I thought this, I saw on, on, on your Facebook when you posted it, I was like, man, that's such a great idea. It was the art swap. Go, do you oh, want to get yeah. into the, about the art swap? Uh, we did an art exchange program with um, God, Side Street Studios in Elgin, Chicago. Uh, Illinois, Elgin, Illinois. And uh, the concept was to bring artists from their studio into Phoenix and at some point take our artists from here to there. Yeah. It's so like a foreign exchange program, yeah. but with artists. Um, Were you bringing art with you? Like, how did it work the out? Art, so I think six people got flown out um, and then there was a van that drove all the art out. That uh -huh. was, whether it was paintings, there was paintings, there was uh, full-on um, sculpture pieces. Right. And there was a ton of stuff. So you just, you, you get a vehicle that's big enough to hose all that out. You pay someone to drive that out. Mm -hmm. They drive it. They do the show. People fly in the day of it and we have a, an event. It was phenomenal. Um, we were super busy that day. There's yeah. probably like a good consistent hundred people throughout the night just kind of hanging out. Right, right. And showcasing and showing love to these artists they've never seen. Yeah. Um, we sold the most artwork we've ever sold. Like really? our first oh, sell, awesome. our first sell was twenty one dollars. And I was like, Damn. Oh, crap. <laughs> we've never sold that. <laughs> and in total we have, but to just yeah. sell one, one piece, piece, like yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even to someone here. It was someone that saw an Instagram photo and bought it in San Francisco. No shit. Shipped, That's sh amazing. Shipped out two days later. Like, this is rad. Is this something um, you're going to try, keep trying? We want to continue because we do know how it works now. Um, we have a little bit better idea of how it works. We did a Kickstarter to, to fund it. Our goal was to raise five grand so we could not pay for out yeah. of pocket. But the money wasn't going to any of us. It was right. going to these artists to help, yeah. help do what they do. We raised, like... 800 right <laughs> um so the rest of it was forked up out of just grant money the right. company we combined with was non-profit oh cool so they did have some grant fundings to help pay for right. the cost to get it done um, but now that we know what it works like we have footage of it we have yeah. photos we have videos we can put together a better program for next year right and do it again and probably not through kickstarter but yeah. just a different style campaign i'm sure mm -hmm. there'll be something else yeah. by then are you are you interested in doing this like once a year or, or are you trying to be a hub or well we're generally already a hub we do art shows once a month uh -huh. um that's where the lab pop-up gallery pops in uh -huh. so every month we'll bring in a local talent artist um or not even local they could be from la right just a local just an artist in general and showcase them in the shop Everything's on track, so in our store, everything's movable. So right. if you come in, nothing's ever usually the same. Yeah. Um, so what we do is we split up our shop. On one side's retail, on the other side is gallery. Right. Um, and we do want to do it. We want what we just did for the art exchange. We would love to do that once a year, and it doesn't always have to be with Elgin. It could yeah. be someone in LA. It could be someone in New York. Right. Um, but over time, it's gonna also we're gonna probably need a bigger space. Right. How are you picking the artists from Phoenix? Uh, we have a website. They go on the lab. 137.com and they just submit right um, usually we look for art that fits the aesthetic of what we are mm -hmm. as a company um, and what we what we like we're we're not a super poppy company we, there's a lot of streetwear there's a lot of stuff in yeah. here that's kind of industrial yeah um, so we just kind of look for stuff that's not the norm right um, or shows that you don't see all the time like there's a couple places that I've gone and the artwork is consistent and yeah. I just, you always know what kind of art's going to be in there it's not a bad thing but what about giving these kids that don't have a shot a shot? Right, right. Because you never know what 
what it could do for their career, what you know, just yeah. to show selling them. a piece for twenty one hundred dollars. You know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like, it was that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we look for is artists that are up and coming. Where if they wanted to be in this other gallery, I'm not going to say any names. So I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> but and that gallery is like, no, you're not a member. You can't show here. Yeah. Well, how's that going to help this kid? Right. Get yeah. get an understanding of how to get into there. Right. If you don't help them. Right. That's what we do. Right. That's awesome. It's cool. It works out really well. We're going on three years of doing it. Um, it's been phenomenal. We usually have our months booked out six months and awesome. of artists, so we kind of know what to do for six months at a time. Summer slow down. We don't do any art shows because yeah. it's just hot. It's no just one, hot as shit. Yeah. No one comes out. I still come out because I gotta work, but yeah. <laughs> and, and make stuff. But people don't. So you know. I have to ask: Do you like to incorporate any kind of music stuff into in, into your gallery? Do you got live live music? Going we always have a DJ. Um, we have two DJs. They're phenomenal. Um, we've done spoken lyric, spoken word. We've mm-hmm. done spoken dance lyric, which I've never seen, and it was rad. Yeah. These two girls, and they were doing spoken word, but as they were speaking it, they were doing, they were telling their story through dance moves. Oh, wow. So it was almost like uh, stomping. Oh, cool. Um, right, yeah. It, yeah, it was very similar to stomping, except they were the lyricists. Um, you know, and they were, the other girl was beatboxing while the other girl was talking. So they would switch? They would, yeah, it was really cool everybody I don't think we've ever had like 50 people in the shop at once yeah. everyone just crammed in and jaws were dropped people that's were just awesome like, what did we just watch <laughs> this was phenomenal and they're were they from Phoenix they're from Phoenix yeah one of them do you know the name of them I don't Give remember them a little shout out. Oh. <laughs> sorry girls <laughs> you're on my Instagram though. um Monica knows their names Monica yeah. is the curator yeah. um, she's my partner for the lab pop-up gallery she's a curator for all of that stuff so she, she keeps in close contact with them by the time it comes to the art shows, I'm open almost six days a week. So uh, when it does come to the art shows, I, I like Monica to do that part because yeah. I'm just tired. Yeah. Not that I don't. <laughs> You're burnt out. Yeah, yeah. Not that yeah. I'm trying to be not cool. I'm just tired. <laughs> it's not. And I'll, I'll go home and take a nap and come back and support the show yeah. and promote it. That's what we do. But we're a shop that's open literally almost six days a week. Yeah. We're not like some of these other galleries, again, no name, where you're open first and third Friday only. Yeah. That yeah. makes no yeah. freaking sense to me. So, yeah, it's. I just get beat when it comes down to like first Friday as we close at. Yeah. If we don't have a show, we close at seven. Yeah. Like I don't need to be open because I'm open on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> and if there's an art show in our shop, it's going to be up every day of that week that we're open. Yeah. You can come in. Check it out. At any moment at any time and check it out. You yeah. don't have to just rush on a first Friday to go to our gallery, our friend's gallery, our friend's gallery. Like, yeah. We would rather you stay in one area and enjoy the artwork and right. enjoy the people around you. So where do you kind of see everything going now with your shop now? I mean, do you want to expand? I mean, do you want to open up another shop? Like what, like, what, what uh, is your ideal kind of... I didn't even know I was going to have a shop. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way that worked out. Um, where we want to go next is, I mean, we're just saving money. We're finally at a place where we're making money. It's been six years of a lot of hard work, and we're finally making money. I have an employee. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but she's cool. She kicks ass. Um, Are you a good boss, Ruben? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I scare her sometimes. Um, but... It's all right. <laughs> she gets the jobs done, so it's really cool. But right now we're renting, and ultimately our goal is to buy. Um, what we ultimately want to do is house a business. Because the way it works in the back shop is artists can come in and rent out space. So in a sense, we're like a gym for artists. It's the easiest yeah, oh, way to explain cool. it. If you're a printer, a welder, a builder, a framework, if you're anyone that doesn't want to work in your garage anymore and wants to be around other creative people, we have a shop space for that. And that's what we promote, and that's what we want. We are quickly we've always quickly outgrown that our every space we've ever been in we've always like within two months we're too big for it 
but we figure it out. We make it work. We calendarize everybody when they're coming in and what they're doing. So our next step hopefully is whether someone helps us or we do it on our own to get another building, you know, five to 6,000 square feet and house other local artisans and builders within and just keep continue teaching because we teach classes. I teach how to silk screen. I teach how to weld. I teach how to build a bike. Like we teach all these things so that the next time you can come in and just rent the equipment and do it yourself. And hopefully, if you like what you're doing, you start your own little business. So we're helping to incubate you. That's awesome, dude. That's it's like a makers cool. incubator, almost a little bit. Yeah, but makers don't makers don't do production runs. They, right. Like from what I know, I'm not talking crap. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, there's a few makers that I know that do stuff like Brandon Gore. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's an awesome, phenomenal maker, but he does tons of stuff. Yeah. He he doesn't just make one thing and then go, oh, that's cool, and then break it and then go do something else. Right. Right. We're like. I think that's where we differentiate a little bit. We're more of a small production mm. um, maker's building. Yeah, a little so facility we, for that. Yeah, yeah. We, we advocate for that. We want you to come in here and not make one. We want you to make a dozen or right. six or try one. Yeah. We'll see how it works, figure out all the ins and outs, and then do a template right. and make a little bit more right. and see if this is something you can do to make money for yourself. Right. Like little, like little baby entrepreneur. <laughs> 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 Putting the seed down a little bit. Make a little baby makers. Yeah. Uh, we got about 20 minutes left, and there's one thing, one last thing I want to talk to you about. Um, and it's your bike ride that you do. Is it from LA to San Francisco? No, that's going to be harder. Holy crap. It's from San Francisco <laughs> to LA. San Francisco to LA? San Francisco to LA. It's for the, um, oh my God, AIDS Life Cycle is, is the name of the organization. And it helps the. <laughs> did I come that. up? Did I? Yeah. No, well, that was Southwest Center. No, that's Phoenix. Good lord. Sorry, life cycle. <laughs> um, it's so it's for one of the biggest organizations in San Francisco. It helps them, their foundation, and then it also helps the LGBT um, community center yeah. in LA. And the bike ride is just to raise awareness. It's 545 miles over seven day stretch down the 101, the five. Um, you camp out every night. You're with. 25 to 3,000 other cyclists. It's phenomenal. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. I was like, that is nuts. I never thought it. I mean, I would, we've, I'm sure we've all driven places yeah. and seen people on bikes like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know their story. Right, right. So, I mean, when I did it, I'm sure people were driving by us going, these guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but after doing it, it, it gives you this sense of, I don't know. It gives you a sense of humbleness and of finding yourself because you're on a bike, you know, anywhere from six to eight hours a day. It could be 40 miles uphill all day or it could be 110 miles Fuck. all day. Did you train for that? Um, no. Did the first year like, I didn't. Do it? Were you like, oh, I'll do you it. jumped on a bike. A <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've, I've been riding for a while, um, probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty consecutive about it. And normally if you do something a lot, I don't think you need to really train. You're just, you're okay. Right. The only things that I trained for were some of the hills. Yeah. So we would just ride to South Mountain and ride up that hill, which right. is intense. Probably one of the hardest hills I've ever ridden in, from Arizona to go and do this bike ride in California. Yeah. This hit one is still, still harder, harder to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's way harder. I don't know why. Um, but like for food, and did, you, did they have that all planned out for you? It is the most organized event I've ever really? been involved in by far. I've maybe seen one argument. Um, but by the end of the argument, the two guys were like having a coke together. And right, things right, were right. fine. But yeah. of course, things get heated. People pass you by. There's there's riders that are assholes on this ride. Really? Oh yeah, they're not following. <laughs> you can't turn the <laughs> they're not following the I'm rules. Still competitive. Yeah. Still competitive. Still, this is for AIDS. Don't care, bro. Good cool story, win. bro. Yeah. No, it's. I'm gonna um, beat AIDS right now on this bike. <laughs> well, there's like people that do it. 
it's it's a ride, not a yeah. race. And that's right. the biggest thing is it's not a race, it's a ride. Right. So you ride at your pace, how fast you want to go, and you can zoom all the way through if you want. But it's not Tour de France. You're not going to get a goddamn trophy at the <laughs> yeah. end of this. <laughs> the guy's the like, point, I'm on steroids right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, the point is to engage with other people that you might not necessarily ever meet in your life. Right. And just take time out of your world to give back to the world. Right. Like, that's that's the whole point of, of that ride. And, again, it's the most phenomenal ride I've ever done. Um, and I did it for my reasons of my uncle passed away in 1994 mm-hmm. from HIV and AIDS. And at the time, no one really knew what it was. Right. It was being taught in schools. Right. Um, scared in schools. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, like our generations of just being scared shitless. Yeah, about, not yeah, really yeah. understanding what this thing is. Yeah. And then as I got older, I knew more about it. And this ride came about at the right time. I'm like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it's taught me so much more than just stuff about HIV. And yeah. It's taught me more stuff about myself, how to be more relaxed, how to how to deal with life yeah. when life comes at you because you don't know when or what's going to happen at any moment at any time. Right. And it, it made me step back and realize, like, I have done a lot of cool things and I don't need a pat on the back or people to say, oh, this is rad that you're doing that. It's more for, like, me realizing every hard thing I've ever been through in my life does pay off at some point yeah. for one reason or another. Like, I'm seeing the successes of the things that I fought to get to. Yeah. Um, Ruby, this, you're super inspiring. Not gonna lie. Well, the super ride, inspiring. <laughs> when, when you're so involved in what you do in your life, whether it's your passion or just the job, you forget to live your life. Yeah. Right. You, you forget to step back, and like, it's, I don't ever sit in my shop this much. Yeah. I'm usually back there working, but this is really cool. Not to blow <laughs> myself, but right, like take a step back, like to walk in to this shop. And in my head six years ago, this is not what I yeah. thought I would be doing. Yeah. I restored VWs and yeah. I was a B-boy. Like, that yeah. was my life. I traveled all over the country dancing and worked on cars. It was like that movie, Footloose or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally him. Like Starring Ruben. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, in my head, I look exactly like But him. we both drove, bo- we both, we both drove Volkswagen, so it's so funny. Close enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's just to step back and... and and realize I'm accomplishing the things that I've set out to do is really phenomenal. Yeah. And not a lot of people, I think, get a chance to do that. You no. know, a lot of people are scared to do what yeah, they really want to do. It takes a lot of balls to do this. It's stuff. freaking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> Every day I go to bed, I'm like, I, I tell myself, you're young, you're healthy, yeah. you're thankful that you get to do what you do, and you'll get to do this right. tomorrow. Like, well, dude, you know, and it's funny too because I always talk to Chris, you know, like about that, you know, like, but you always have all your ventures going on and. Yeah. I work for a corporate <laughs> job, dude. It's like, and I, I always kind of get down on myself because I'm like, I don't have the fucking guts to like just do it, right? To, you know, to take those chances and be able to get that because you know you work any you work for any big company, he's not really fulfillment there. Yeah, right. You know, no, no. Except the you're working on to make someone yeah. else money, or even or to be able to get there with what they want out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just think people get comfortable and they forget that they have a life too to live. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if everyone has a purpose in this life. I don't. I, but I feel like. A lot of people do. They just forget what it is when they jump into that corporate world. They get yeah. so well, it's one track. It's comfort. So it is. Truly, you hundred percent. Your paycheck every two weeks. Your life is planned. Like it's, you know, every Friday boring. you're going here. Yeah. You're going here. Yeah. I mean, my highest paying job was great. I hated my life. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was the shittiest time of my life, and I was doing IT for some company for Circuit City. God, back then, <laughs> I have electron uh, background. Is I'm electron. I went to school for electronic engineering. Yeah. Got degreed in that. And now I make T-shirts and bicycles. And I don't even use <laughs> with that. love, though. That's a normal, yeah. normal career path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to make twenty some bucks an hour when you're like eighteen is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And life sucked. It just yeah, sucked. Right. Yeah. I, I would. It's just going and doing it. 
yeah. like what you did, you know, stepping out of the box and doing something that you really enjoy. And sometimes sticking like, to it. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the fear, the fear of the fa- I know because I've gone back and forth. I've been in corporate yeah. America. I've done it. I've gone back to corporate America. And I, when I went back to corporate America, I remember just feeling like like a little bit of a relief. Relax. Yeah, like, okay, well, I mean, I haven't gone running in a while. So I, I know I know at 5 o'clock I'm going to get off and I'm going to go run six miles. Then I got home and I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do it all over yeah. again. And I'll, although that's kind of comforting because I know that, you know, the first and the 15 or whatever we get, I get paid. I will be able to get my bills paid. I will schedule my vacation you off. You can plan your life. Yeah, I'll schedule my vacation off. Mind you, what? flip, flip, <laughs> flip to the, 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 like, give me two months doing that after doing the hectic thing of doing, yeah. you know, all that. Two months into it, and I'm like, well, I got to do something. Well, your insides die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it kills that's you. When I, and I that, honestly, that. that's what, uh, kind of like when I started pushing for you to like, hey, texting the crap out of Chris, like, well, hey, let's do this podcast. And you well, were The challenges aren't there, man. I yeah. Mean, like, you just see, like, you're not getting that, like I said, fulfillment of doing that. Like, yeah. Because, you know, everyone has their passion. Right. Yeah. Things that drive them. And yeah. it's definitely not sitting in a desk yeah. or, or doing whatever you do. I think that. that's the thing. There's a documentary called, um, good Lord, I'm drawing blanks today. That's why you don't drink blood. <laughs> um, That's why I didn't drink last night either. I was like, I'm not no. being hungover for this one. No. Um, <laughs> I'm no. Like that, <laughs> Actually, this is whiskey. Um, it's called Beautiful Losers, and it's one of the most, I don't know, heartfelt documentaries that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, that I don't even have to watch it. I can just listen to it, and I cry, I smile, I laugh. Yeah. Because it talks about the struggles of artists and yeah. where they were and where they're yeah. at now. And Shepherd Fairies, and they're like, all oh, these yeah, people... It talks about the, the struggles these guys fought to become where they became, and now some of these guys are designers for Pepsi. Yeah. But they didn't lose it. They didn't lose the passion. They just figured out how to take their world and put it into this corporate world, which you can do. Yeah. Um, but there's a line in the documentary where the kid says, just because you grow up doesn't mean you have to put the crayons down. Oh, that's and awesome. it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 I can, uh, just to be honest, I'm not hating on people who work in corporate America, because I know some people right. who love, love their it, jobs. and they're yeah. like, and we and need support you, their like, families my with that, and, and you know, like <laughs> their life is like about their family. Like, like I, some of my relatives are like they work in corporate, they love it, and it's not because of that, because they love their family and they know this is the best way to show. Like sure. I, I earn money here, and it yeah, pays it off for my family who I love. That's their passion. Well, just right. take that money and come down and spend it locally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> come down to Ruby Shop, buy yeah. a shirt for your kid. <laughs> All right, get a crib built. Yeah, yeah. Crib. build him a bike. He'll love it. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, you don't have to lose it when you do work for corporate America, right. but a lot of people do. I right. don't know why. Yeah, it, 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 because of comfort. Like I, I know Phil. When when we literally, it's almost weird. I, I got hired by the company I work for, that, and I got sat next to Phil within about twenty minutes. I haven't even known you that long, really. Like what, a couple months? Yeah. And I hated you so. Much. Yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> Some people you just hate. I, when I when he stood up, I'm like, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> You're so cool with your long hair and your sunglasses. <laughs> you used to have longer hair. <laughs> Talk about oh I'm in a band. Like shut up. <laughs> Were you wearing Crocs? <laughs> and then he was just like, hey, I wanted I'm to be bar support and all right, stuff. Right, right. And then you're like, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, I know. Guy who wants to do a podcast, too. like that's how it. That's how it. All. Uh, that's how it's all. Okay, I was like, Chris, I know Chris wants to do a podcast, and I was just like, let me text him, see what he's up to. I'm down for anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and that's that's what I love about it. Like, again, I didn't know that this is what I was going to be doing. It just kind of, the universe just kind of kept pushing me in this route. Like, yeah. This is the route you're going to go. You're going to go. You're going right. to go. Um, it found me at the time that I needed it. Right. And I saw that some people things hit them in the face so many times yeah. and they still yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the whole scare thing. Like, I was terrified of walking away from this job that I knew I was making 500 bucks a week at. Yeah. To, I'm going to just... Hopefully make I'm not happy yeah. anymore doing this. Yeah. I love doing it on my own time, not for someone else anymore. But this stuff I do on the side, it's it's fun. It's, it's putting me in a community that I never knew. Mm-hmm. It's engaging me in people in a way that I didn't even know I could do this with. And it's building... It's building this network of just awesome clients and friends and family that you learn to just love and grow with. Right. And eventually you have to make a choice. Right. It's, it's this, it's going to be one or the other. Um, and the minute you make that choice is the minute that I noticed and I saw almost like a snowball effect. Yeah. I said, yes, let's do this. I jumped in full speed ahead and six years later, still doing it. And I still want to do it. Right. You know, I want to do it bigger and better. Like you were saying about expanding. My goal overall is to always have Phoenix be the hub of 11th Monkey Industries and hopefully do one in Northern California and maybe one in Chicago. Right. So that we can do what we do in these areas of the United States and still ship out product to local companies. We do a lot of stuff for LA. We do, we do stuff in New York. People come to us because we're cheaper and our quality is still good in the our long run to use us in Phoenix and for them to use someone next door to them. Right. So, so why not we just be a little bit closer and we can right. house other artisans over there, yeah. give them a place to do this. It just makes sense. Yeah, we're at we're at fifty two minutes, so I think that I mean that's a perfect wrap up for what we're. I, I don't think you can get any cleaner than that. Uh, <laughs> just all circle, you know, circle of life <laughs> in that scenario. Uh, so this is our time to plug anything anybody's into. So, um, Ruben, anything you anything you want to tell people out there? Any plugs? Anything about the, maybe shop hours? How, where they can reach you at? Um, I mean, they can reach us at 11monkey.com, I think. I think the website's up. I don't know. It's I don't not. remember. It's probably not. <laughs> Damn it. Um, we're, have a Facebook and everything, too. We have a Facebook. Just, I mean, you can Google it's 11th Monkey with a 3, M-O-N-K-3-Y, um, for no particular reason. <laughs> we're on Grand Avenue, 1022 Grand Ave. Uh, we're next to a really delicious bar um, yeah. called Third Space. Oh, man, I wanted to go in there um, so badly. It's, good. <laughs> it's weird that they're closed today, but it's good. We're across the street from Grand Avenue Pizza, who the pizza's phenomenal. Yeah, if you have not yeah. eaten there, you need to. Andrew Dice, <laughs> and, oh, Andrew WK was just there. No yeah, way, really? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They did a whole, did a whole um, thing about it, like on yeah, some, it's like, uh, some article. Yeah. Um, did he live here, or is he just, he just hanging out? He was just hanging out. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't Monica Robles, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if she didn't help me continue to do this. She has been by me through thick and thin. She's seen me break down and things that people will never see. Mm-hmm. Um, where we, we got robbed so many times and she sat there and helped me and figured it out and and fought the fight with me. Right. And we're still fucking doing it. Um, so I owe a that's lot awesome. to her to help me. Um, and just the support from everyone that's out there. We get to do what we get to do because you guys allow us to do it. Right. And that's the coolest part. You give back to us, we keep giving back to you. We all do it together. We're all going to be there together. Do you have any uh, things coming up, any shows, any events? We do have actually our first show that's going to be pretty gay attire. We've never mm-hmm. done this. Um, um, but the artist's name is Trevor Wayne. He's from L.A. He's a pretty fun pop art. It's kind of like what's in the wall mm-hmm. now, like Michael, May- Michael Wayman stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trevor Wayne, is. it's going to be the first Friday of April. It's going to be a little bit explicit, um, but it should be fun overall. It's just yeah. pop, pop art stuff. Um, and you might see some nudity things, and we're flying him out too. Oh, cool. Uh, so do like a meet and greet. So that should be fun. Again, we've never done anything like that because we don't attire our store like yeah. that. We just want our store to be open for anyone to come yeah. in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. When's that again? Uh, April 3rd. April 3rd. First Friday of April. Okay. Um, 7 to 10. All right. Uh, that'll be beer and wine, open bar. Um, yeah, come out and hang out, support. 
see what we're doing. Um, hopefully we can keep doing this with other artists, bringing them out from right. out of state and showcasing them in Arizona. The trick is to show these people that don't live here, this is a really cool city. <laughs> and this is what you're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. So come back and do it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be too hard. This no. place is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, anything? Uh, no, localrevap.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> check it out. There's always new articles coming up. So. Yeah. We'll, there'll be some more cool stuff hopefully pretty well obviously this will be up there pretty soon so hey, Chris anything that you uh, wanted to localrevive.com yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we got I know things have slowed down a little bit and I've, get, I've got a lot of questions people have been asking me like yeah. where I've been and all that but uh, it's coming back oh, you're like Batman <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne <laughs> it's a big for a while. Um, yeah so local revive uh, Instagram yeah uh, has been, has been uh, growing really fast I don't know where where it's coming from, but it is. So it's oh, good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> do, 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 good. Do, do stuff on the pictures. You're good at the pictures. You're yeah. good with the pictures. Ruben, you're very good with the pictures. Uh, Ruben, <laughs> <laughs> you're very good with the pictures. <laughs> um, as for me, just go to Fixed Art Films. Check out our stuff. Um, we got some. Or my uncles were pushing out our uncle's um, little video. So if you want to see a really cool thing about uh, my uncle, he's in a wheelchair. We're racing the Baja 500. There's a teaser up right now on FixedArtFilms.com. Go check it out. It's pretty inspiring. Um, we're working on finishing up that documentary probably with hope we want to do it by June hopefully so uh, go check that out if you're interested uh, and I think that's about it anything else guys? oh my band Geminoid oh Geminoid go check us out <laughs> do you have a website? we do I don't know what next time next, uh, next podcast great promoter yeah, yeah. yeah. great promotion we're on Facebook, <laughs> we're on Facebook. you can catch us in the alley <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we're all very terrible at selling ourselves <laughs> just for the record <laughs> yeah alright guys um, this will be up hopefully soon I don't think we have to do much editing for this one so uh, will this be on the website yeah okay so yeah. check it out hopefully before your little show comes out we'll yeah, be able so to hear it yeah cool yeah. Um, I'm super excited about this and we should be doing another one pretty soon so if you're interested um, for sure follow uh, Local Revive Instagram because uh, Chris always is updating is always updating that and um, he's always putting up pictures of like like there's a picture yesterday uh, showing you getting the stuff together, so you'll know beforehand yeah. pretty well and beforehand. And then email us yeah. if you want. Uh, yeah. If you want to be on the show. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should say what we do. Go, yeah, too. go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got time. Go for so, it. So, um, not only are we are we a small retail store with T-shirts, furniture, fixtures, and bicycles, we also do uh, marketing, promotional print stuff. So flyers, banners, stickers, postcards, you name it, we pretty much can do it. Um, if you're a small business and you need help getting in there or you have a little budget, come in, talk to us. We'll work with almost anyone's budget to help them get going. Uh, the key is to just work with you so you can continue to work with us so that when you become this bigger, successful company, we're still a part of your story and you're a part of ours. Are you still doing the local shows? Are you still doing the back the back end stuff where you get like a little, um, the art shows and the little, like a... Um runway show that you did last time the, the fashion show stuff uh, that's always for like our detour our detour yeah. just passed so but we do stuff yeah. like that that's once a year um, and if you haven't been to Grand you should come down and check it out it's, it's lively again it's becoming what it used to be um, and it's it's just nice to be over here and not worry about my building getting demoed <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think I think we'll have to I, I was having an idea of doing the Grand I think that we'll probably do a whole podcast on Grand you should, like, you we, should. yeah we have a, I have an idea for it that's why I was like kind of holding it back. I just wanted to do the container thing, and I was holding oh, it back yeah. on doing it like a full on it. Nice. Because uh, I want to. I have a whole idea that I didn't want to just dump into nice. uh, on that. So we'll, for sure, we'll get to get part back two, into that. Part, part two. two. Yeah, there'll be a part totally. two. I mean, there's a ton yeah. of artists. There's yeah. a ton of good people. Yeah. Our neighbor Angela Ricabono yeah. does Cherry Bomb and Way. Yeah. 
stuff is rad. Yeah. Rubber bicycle tubes. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I was thinking. Like, and just crazy. doing a little like, just talking to people about the growth and the, the surge of it. So I was, I have a whole idea for that. So probably, probably coming in with the next month, we'll probably do. Obviously, you as my hub again. <laughs> nice, that works. <laughs> Bringing people in and talking about that stuff. So cool. Um, other than that, check it out, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, yep. guys. Bye, bye. bye. bye.